0: What's happening, you delicious people out there? My name is Joel, and this is Luke, I think. Is it Luke? Yes,
1: it is I. Hi, Joel.
0: How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Sorry, I was talking to the listeners, not you. (laughs) Please keep down. (laughs) Welcome to the First Step Theology podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. We are glad that you're joining with us. Today, we are talking about really finishing off our little series on Jesus Christ. Superstar. Well, no. On Jesus Christ. That's right. Um, and we're going <laughs> to talk about his, uh, the resurrection and the ascension. Yes. And, uh, this is a resource of Gospel Life Church Adelaide. And, uh, if you are not from our church, then we're so glad that you're here with us. We are. And, uh, we hope you find this resource useful.
1: Yeah. I Don't you? Yeah.
0: Actually, someone who's found this resource useful is your wife.
1: My wife. <laughs> Finally. What are we now up to? Episode 19. 19. She walks in the door the other day. Yeah. And she's like, I've been listening to your podcast. There you go. She did a big drive out the other day for work out to Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. So she was forced into some listening (laughs) pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. And guess what? What? She liked it. For real.
1: Yeah. She said it was good. And she loved our, I mean, she loved the uh, sponsorships that we've been getting, the <laughs> yeah. ads. Yeah,
0: our, our very real ads that we get every week.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. I was really, yeah. I, was, I was quite chuffed so, by that. So if
0: you're new to the podcast for this episode, firstly, weird, Yeah. Um, but welcome. Yeah. And, uh, but it's an ongoing joke that our wives have been pretty adamantly against our podcast. Yeah. Um, not... Based on no other reason than just wanting to be. Yeah. Because they hadn't listened to it at all. Well, I think it and kind of
1: stemmed ma- possibly from the fact of hearing some of the ads that yeah, came through this.
0: Yeah, true. But now full sel- circle for Charlotte.
1: Yeah, she's saved now. Oh, Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Does she
0: get a certificate
1: for that? Uh, yeah, it's in the mail. Oh, good. <laughs> Australia Post is taking a while at yeah. the moment, so she's not getting it. It's tough. Anytime soon. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking about the other day, Mm-mm. I was listening to a great podcast with people who are so much cooler than what we are. <laughs> was, it's not they're, hard. They're like, uh, this. it's um, 30 Minutes with the Perrys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. Really would recommend it. Yeah. They have some really good stuff um, on marriage and singleness and mm. sexuality and gender. Really good open conversations. They open it with, hey, saints and ain'ts. And hey, how do we cute. open ours? Hello delicious people. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a joke. Delicious we human are. people. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. So yeah. Mm. I think it just proves we're you know, not that cool.
0: Yeah, that's fair. If you disagree with that statement, then uh email us. <laughs> or um or just at let us know, please. Saints at ain't somebody give us a hug.
1: <laughs> Saints and ain't at gospel life <laughs> yeah. dot what are we? Org? No. Okay. Dot com
0: dot <laughs> Dang it. You never know anyway we're uh we're off track yeah let's um let's jump in this morning before we uh get to it. We have a question mm. that has found its way through the tunnels of
1: our pipes
0: our pipes to to get here mm. plopped right into our laps and uh somebody asked why do we primarily or mainly preach through books of the bible
1: Ah cool. Mm. That's a great Good practical question. question.
0: So yeah. this is obviously a question that's surrounding Gospel up Church, and yep. we do preach primarily through books of the Bible. Like from, for example, when we first planned, we preached through Ephesians, yep. the book, from the first chapter right to the end. And uh, we do it slower through some parts and faster through others. We're in John at the moment. Yep. Why do we do that? Mm. Luke?
1: Well, that's a really good question. So we would say that style of preaching mm. is exegetical, book by book preaching. Mm. Right? You can have exegetical uh, in many different ways. Yeah. But when we're saying, exegetical, what are we ta- what are we saying, Jolly Boy?
0: Well, exegetical preaching is in real short form is going to a text and saying what does this say to us?
1: That's right. So you kind of go through verse by verse. Mm. What's the meaning of the word? Um, yeah. Contextualizing it, mm. understanding what the author is wanting to say.
0: Yeah, and then applying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, as opposed to the the opposing kind of view on that, is eisegesis. So, we say we do exegetical or exegesis to the text. Mm. Eisegesis is kind of going to a text mm. and pulling either like a theme or um, pulling a can I say Joel's eating a snack while <laughs> we're recording this? Like, I'd so just wanted to ask you a question right there and then. But it's like mm. uh, eisegesis is kind of putting your own uh, theme on it. And going, how does the text back up my ideas? Yeah. So we would say we want the we want scripture to do so. Now we do this for an, a number of reasons. Mm. First is I think uh, is that, um, well, not first as in importance, but first that comes to mind would be um, that we really believe in equipping the church. Yeah. And um, and that means people being comfortable to open the word for themselves. Mm. And so our goal is that once we've gone through a book of the Bible, mm. there's a resource that's either been recorded or as people are writing and taking notes that we encourage them to have their Bibles and to write notes in their Bibles so they can understand the text for themselves. That means Mm. that when they go to read their Bible for themselves, Mm. they understand. So when Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, what are the key themes he's he's trying to get them to understand? Totally. It It just makes the book a lot more accessible. Yeah.
0: Oh, And we've seen some really good fruit from that. Yeah. Like just the... um, the lives that are coming alive mm. in the Word of God because we recognise ultimately that we as preachers, and not just you and I, but any preacher, cannot change anyone's life. <laughs> it's the Word of God that does that. Bang on, and brother. so it's simply our job to point to that and to expound that and press yeah. the Word of God upon people's hearts.
1: Yeah, that's and right.
0: The other thing I've found really useful in it, from our point of view is um, I suppose the opposing model is also like thematic preaching in the sense that like we're going to spend a month talking about relationships. Mm. And it's really dangerous then to go, let's pull these four scriptures mm. out from their context and then apply them to what I want to talk about. Mm. It's really dangerous use of, of the Word of God, first and foremost.
1: That's right. It's not wrong, can we just say. We're not no. against thematic preaching.
0: No, no, no. We do it sometimes as yep. well. It's just primarily yeah, we preach through books of the Bible because in doing so we are confronted with topics that we wouldn't normally select to preach on if we were going, oh, what do I want to preach on this Sunday? That's right. Yeah, we're just confronted with the words of Christ in John chapter 6, right? Mm. I'm not choosing to speak um, on (laughs) eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus, you know, if I had my free free choice at it.
1: That's right. You're going to avoid that if you could.
0: Mm. But it's really important for people that they are exhorted on the whole counsel of God. Mm. We recognize that it's the word that does that and it's not you and me.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think then, lastly, it's it's a it's a high view of mm, scripture yeah. and God's sovereign plan for that scripture. Yeah, because what you're having to do is you're having to go with where the rhythm of the Holy Spirit, who is the ultimate author of that text, yeah, is wanting to take you. Mm. So therefore, you're going to go. Oh, so in John, we're in a. We were in a really heavy spot. Like there was probably yeah. three or four weeks there where every week, like you're talking about election, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about reprobation. You yeah. know, like you're talking about mankind's position without God. Like mm. that is like, hey, come to church. I want to smack yeah. you in the side of the head. Yeah,
0: yeah. three times, three <laughs> weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. Um, but then you know that the pressure's on and you're feeling that they're not. You know, there's you get that release. Mm. Um. Which is ultimately
0: the picture of the gospel, right? Yes. Yeah. Good. It's the pressure of God's wrath against sinful humanity, which mm. is only alleviated by His good grace, mm. which I is like all that. given to us in Scripture. Yeah. yeah. I just thought of it. Thanks. Boom. Can, can you write it down, secretary? I did. No,
1: good. Hey, Joel. Can you just write that down for me, thanks? <laughs> yeah. Good. Um. So yeah, allowing the Scripture to dictate that a high mm. view of what the Holy Spirit wants to do through His text, rather than going, okay. What do I think that the church needs right now? Yeah. Now, there is a place for that. Like, we as a church went through a – we did a series on evangelism. Yeah. And um, we got a few texts and we exegetically went through and we discussed mm. um, in that series on evangelism and discipleship and things like for that. For sure, yeah. Um, but we
0: weren't going through a whole book on that.
1: No. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, we firmly believe that your foundation should be one mm. of um, exegesis. Yeah,
0: the main course. Yeah. Yep, totally. It's delicious. There you go.
1: hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, we hope we covered it off. Mm. Otherwise, if you do have a question, send them in. Yeah, we'd please love do. To, uh, we'd love to answer them. We've got a few in the log, but uh, we'll get through to it. Luke, let's talk about Jesus and and uh,
1: Can I ask you a question before we go any further? Mm-hmm. How's our um our giveaway going?
0: Yeah, our giveaway is going. It is. Yeah, actually, we should set a date maybe that we we pull it out. Maybe next week.
1: I reckon next podcast. Next podcast, let's yep. announce it. Oh, perfect, because it. it's episode 20.
0: Perfect. Episode 20, will release it. Yeah, so uh, if you're not aware, we have a giveaway happening right now. It's on yes. Instagram, so you've got to go to the Gospel Life Church Adelaide page. Yep. And you've got to like and share and do all the stuff that you do for Instagram giveaways. But we've got yeah. two delicious books to give away, thanks to our friends at the Reformers uh, Bookshop. Yep. And they are...
1: Um, they are the Redemption Study Bible.
0: Yes, correct. Which the is, ESV, which is a perler. Yep. And um, a devotional yes. on the attributes of God. Yeah. Which uh, is just a ripper as well. So, mm. yeah, we're going to be giving them away next
1: podcast. Next podcast. So um, Thanks to our friends at Reformers for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I also, encourage you to go check them out. Yeah, go check them out. Use the, the code FIRSTSTEP, capital F, capital S, one word. In checkout and you get 15% off any full price item. Boom. Boom town. Let's talk about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. A, let's talk about the resurrection, Luke. Yeah. We was talking about the atonement, Jesus dying upon the cross, his perfect atonement. life, his sinner's death.
1: His resurrection. But then what happened? Yeah. So obviously he died on the cross, mm. which we will we'll take a moment to talk about that a little bit more when we get there. Mm. But then um, scripture mm. dictates that he didn't stay dead. No. He was resurrected. For sure. So, first question that comes to your head. Resurrected. Mm. What's the difference between resurrection and what happens to Lazarus? Lazarus, I don't know why I said it that way, which is resuscitation. What's the difference?
0: Well, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I just- way to ask the question that you've got the answer to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the difference is, is that Lazarus was resuscitated to die. As in he would still age uh, I and see what you mean. he he you know sure. he um he dies which i I don't know if this is true, mm. but I read once in a book that Lazarus mm. ended up going to Crete, which is true, yeah, and was a missionary there, mm. taking the gospel with him. yeah. And on his tombstone mm. there, it says Lazarus. Now, I want this written on mine. Friend of Jesus mm. died twice. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that is great. sick. That's good.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is, so John chapter 11, yep. Lazarus who dies, and then um, a couple of days later, Jesus comes and he calls him out of the grave. Yep. And he walks on out, takes off his grave clothes and all happy as Larry. Yep, it's a bit stinky. bit stinky, but he dies again. He dies again. Yeah, so that's not, the
1: difference between resurrection and resuscitation.
0: I see. So he um, he comes alive. Yep. He was absolutely dead, but yep. he comes alive by the power of the Son of God calling him out of the tomb. Yep. Um, but he didn't... He wasn't resurrected to an eternal body.
1: That's right. Yeah. And that is the difference between that and resurrection, Mm. which is what Christ did. He was bodily resurrected Yep, and therefore um, in his resurrection body, Mm. which we will all have.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. So Jesus is placed in a tomb. Yep. And three days later, he rises from the grave Mm. in a body. In a body, yeah, yeah. That, and, and I think
1: that's pretty important. Really important because there's a whole lot of yeah. t- horrible heresies that surround that.
0: Yeah, so maybe it's worth thinking like, what isn't the resurrection talking about?
1: Yeah, so the resurrection is not talking about that uh, he came back spiritually. Yep. Uh, it's not talking about that. What's it, there's a light coming out of the
0: yeah, a light emanated from the from the tomb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and. Are are there any others? There's a bunch
0: of different theories, like how it actually didn't happen. Yeah. But um, I suppose what we do need to affirm is what does it mean? Yeah. And it means that Jesus rose from the grave in a bodily fashion.
1: Mm. Which is a really important thing to realize that him being resurrected meant that he did physically die. Mm. Yeah, true. Because if he didn't physically die therefore um the that um he our sins didn't die with him for sure, yep, and therefore his resurrection wasn't real, and then he's a liar, true <laughs> yeah, which is massive,
0: yeah, so Jesus died upon the cross, yep, Jesus the man died upon the cross, yep, and then uh his body, yep, was placed in a tomb, mm-hmm and he rose again from the grave in a bodily form. And we can say that because we see that he's eating with the disciples. He shows up with the disciples in the home and and remember Thomas touches and feels his wounds, his hands and his side. It's and almost
1: like they predict the questions we're going to say. For like sure, the fact yeah. that he's like, Give me some fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like,
0: is that his accent? Yeah. 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 Middle Eastern to whatever that was.
1: Yeah. 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 Come on, sucker. Give me some fish. <laughs> you know, like, touch my side. <laughs> I don't know why he talks that way, but I'm loving it. Uh, sure.
0: Actually, I was thinking the other day, this just came to mind, is um, next, like, bet we have about something that we're doing in the office. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, if you lose, you have to do an entire preach on a Sunday in an accent without referencing it. Great. Like just from start to finish.
1: That'll just be good for everyone involved in the church. It'd be wonderful.
0: Yeah. Or maybe podcast because that's less serious.
1: Serious, (laughs) Yeah, true. That is true. Anyway. Uh, Should we talk about the theories around his death? Like do we need to talk about the fact that the swoon and all that kind of stuff or do you think it's really what we're talking about here is the fact that
0: well, you brought it up when well, you've got to reference it now. We can't, we can't just have like a planning meeting mid-podcast. <laughs> oh, so what do you think we should talk about, Joel? Yeah, Maybe we could go here with it. <laughs> well,
1: I was just asking whether it piqued your interest,
0: <laughs> mate. Well, I can't say no now because what if it piques one of our listeners' interest? So,
1: Joel, there's heaps of theories around oh, cool. what Jesus, Great. like yeah. whether he actually did die on the cross. Yeah. Right.
0: Remind me to cut out our planning meeting from this uh, podcast. <laughs>
1: Keep it in there, mate. They're gonna love it. Well,
0: I have to now. You've referenced it.
1: <laughs> hey, Joe, I think it's really important that we talk about the fact that Jesus died on the cross. Like he actually did die, right?
0: Yeah, yeah totally.
1: Um, there are a lot of really horrible uh, theories and kind of like natural alternatives mm. that kind of reject the fact that he was resurrected. So I just want to throw a few at the map out there just because I find them
0: while while you do this i'm going to give the listeners an example of this that i read the other day. Yeah good. I mean when jesus walked on the water. Yeah. There was one theory um because this is so interesting that even secular people in in uh this context in the academic context recognize the the um truthfulness of scripture. Yeah right. So so therefore they have to try and explain what it says away. Of course. Rather than just say it's in the bible who cares? Yeah. Anyway, and so when Jesus walks on water, one of the theories was there's was two. One was that the boat was really close to land and Jesus was actually just walking on the land.
1: <laughs> <I> love <laughs> yeah, that. As
0: if they could be in a storm in the, yeah. on the edge of the sea. Anyway. Yeah. And then the other one was that there was a bank running <laughs> the whole way through, like just a sandbank.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so there's an example of, <laughs> of just the naturalizing of the naturalization of scripture <laughs> <laughs> to explain it away.
1: I love that. I just love it how it's like. Is academics coming up with that? Mm. There was clearly a sandbar, you know. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, you know what there was? There was a zip line over, it and he had a harness above him, and yeah. then he was just like tiptoeing on the waters. Yeah,
1: good. Mm. No, I reckon he was like one of those like Shaolin monks who like run across the water <laughs> on <laughs> those boards.
0: <laughs> he set up plates beforehand the yeah. night before.
1: Yeah, he just like teed like perfectly. He had his production manager make sure they went mm. that route.
0: Mm. And then
1: It's s- almost harder work than just believing the fact that he's got.
0: Exactly, yeah. Because then they said, you know, when Peter gets out of the boat as well, they're like, oh, maybe it doesn't work because he's sunk somehow. <laughs> it's
1: like quicksand. Although <laughs> sometimes, you know, like when you're in a sandbar, next to it's really deep. Yeah, it so could be he that. He
0: just stepped off yeah, yeah, like an idiot. At the wrong
1: spot. Yeah. <laughs> you're ruining the magic trick, Peter. Yeah. Get back on you the sandbar. You need sand to bank. run up. Yeah. You need to get on the Shaolin monk. What's <laughs> It's oh, yeah. really good you know oh, what's you,
0: underrated what
1: is that a Moro? M- moro bars <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> sorry that's the snack I've been eating quite delicious
1: mm. they are quite delicious that's mm. true okay so we've got the swoon theory <laughs> yeah so this theory is that Jesus did not really die but fainted because of the enormous physical punishment that he suffered yeah <laughs> which is good so he, he not only was he Uh, We'll we'll get get to why that's wrong at the end. Then there's the spirit theory. So Jesus was not raised bodily, but he returned in spirit form, which is comical. And then there's a hallucination theory, which is Jesus preconditioned his disciples to hallucinate by means of hypnosis.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: If he could do that, he deserves to be named whatever (laughs) the heck he is.
0: He could do that, but he didn't.
1: Yeah. And the fact that he turned up to like...
0: That's my favourite one, by the way. Hundreds of people.
1: There's yeah. the vision theory. Yeah. So the disciples had uh, um had experiences which they interpreted mm. or understood to be literal appearances of the risen Jesus. Mm, okay. Uh, the legend or myth theory agrees. Uh, with, this is put up by the Jesus Seminar. I don't know if you know, but anyway, that's silly. Um, that really, the story started as something, and then over time, they've been Exaggerated sure. and embellished, and then all that kind of stuff. Right. Then there's a the stolen body theory. Yeah. The soldiers, the um, who guarded these tombs were bribed by Jews, um, and all. The, my favorite, one of all of them. Mm. Um, there's plenty more. You can find them all online. Is the wrong tomb?
0: <laughs> they went to <in laughs> the wrong tomb.
1: So they Good. say, because of the fact that it was mm. these ladies who found it firsthand. Yeah. They they went to the wrong tomb, uh, which doesn't say a lot about the directions.
0: No. Nah. My wife struggles with lefts and rights, but I don't think it's fair to <laughs> blanket statement at <it>, people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. And how does that work with the fact that then Jesus appeared to them?
0: Yeah. And not just to the disciples as well, which, yeah. is, which undoes most of those. Like there are That's hundreds right. and hundreds of eyewitnesses from the time, not just the biblical authors, right? That's right. And there's there is eyewitnesses all over the shop. Mm, yeah, you know, in every aisle, on every shelf.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly right. Well, First Corinthians is pretty, like Paul is arguing mm. the fact for the resurrection. Yeah. Um and um, I'm I'm going to read it to you. Go. Can I do it? Yeah. It says this. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you now stand, and by which you are being saved. Uh, notice the. F- fact of that they are being saved constantly because of the gospel needs to be constantly preached to us and reminded of that gorgeous truth. Mm. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you unless you believe in vain for I delivered to your first importance why I also received that Christ died for our sins accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, who's Peter then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, as in Proving, going, yeah, no one asks, go and ask. Go ask. Though some have fallen asleep.
0: Yep.
1: Um, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Mm. Uh, the resurrection is so important because of the fact, well, Paul hinges everything on the resurrection. Yeah. If you notice, he goes even further and he says to them that if Christ has not been raised from the dead, mm. then... We are the most pitiful of all people. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So it's pretty important. So, In in
0: other words, what's he saying there? He's saying like if Jesus didn't rise again from the grave, then everything he did and said was void. Void. What are we doing calling ourselves Christians today? Yeah. So this is so important.
1: It is really important. And and physically is really important. For sure. Why do you think physically is super important for us?
0: As in a bodily resurrection. Bodily
1: resurrection. Well, the bodily resurrection is super important for us. Because if you go from the fact of it, it ensures um, our justification, right? Mm. Because he is the physical Lamb of God, and then that uh, takes away the sins of the world. And then God, as Romans one talks about, yeah, uh, goes and um, proves his deity for sure by resurrecting him from the dead. Yeah, so so we yeah, can Romans one
0: firstly trust like the words of Christ. Yeah, because, because is he God. is God. And how, how do we know that? Because he rose again from the grave. Yeah. Not only did he come and do a couple of miracles and and preach some good messages. That's right. But he died and rose again.
1: That's right. Because he was always banking on the Father. Mm. You know, he was always like, I am the Father and one. Mm. And it is proven that the Father approves of this truth. Yeah. Because if he lied at all, yeah. that means he would have sinned. For sure. And therefore, his resurrection... Mm. would never have happened. No. And so Paul obviously understands this when he opens in Romans 1 on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now also Peter, in 1 Peter, he says this, he said, "Blessed, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through, through what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you.
1: Okay, so... He's pretty much saying there that the physical resurrection um, secures or ensures that mm. us, that we too will be physically resurrected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even that language of being born again, what's that by? It's by the resurrection of mm. Christ.
1: I think sometimes we really minimize that, don't mm. we? We kind of like save resurrection for Resurrection Sunday.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it once a year. Yeah. yeah.
1: But the reason why the church, the early church... To moved from a Saturday celebration, which was the standard Jewish, you know, Mm. they moved to a Sunday, among many other reasons, but the primary reason was because that was the day that Christ was resurrected.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: Ensuring that they are now a body of Christ. Mm.
0: And so it's really integral in our gospel understanding as well. Like when we're explaining the gospel to someone, or even just in our common vernacular as we speak, about the Christian faith, or or hear messages for on a Sunday. How often are we focusing so much on the death of Christ? Big time, and you know, rightly so. Mm. But then potentially neglecting the resurrection of Christ.
1: Yeah, because if the death of Christ, if there was no re- resurrection, the death of Christ is nothing.
0: Yeah, there was just another another dude, another dude who was who died for a cause, right? Yeah, that's but because right. he rose again from the grave, now we've got to listen. Yeah, everyone's got to listen.
1: Yeah. So we kind of have covered as we've gone along, Mm. but what's so what? Why does the resurrection matter to you as a Christian? Why does it really matter?
0: Yeah, well, I think it comes back to that first or what we just talked about in terms of like our salvation is secured as we're sealed by the Holy Spirit by the power of God that rose Christ from the grave.
1: That's right, yeah. And and I think um, as we go further along in in our podcast series, Mm. Hopefully at some point we'll get to justification, yeah, and justification is a one time thing bought for us, yeah, um in the resurrection,
0: yeah, where we are declared righteous
1: in that instantly in that moment, mm, the moment Christ was resurrected, yeah, you were justified, mm or proven in justification, like that yeah. is. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. So that really does matter. Like The resurrection is Huge. so important to that. Totally. And because of the fact that Christ said he would be resurrected.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, even as Paul says, as you just read out, like according to the scriptures, Christ died, he rose again, according yep. to the scriptures. So the whole Old Testament has pointed to this very thing. Jesus said it himself, and then he does it.
1: Yep. The same power that conquered the grave. They have seen me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good now let's get to another thing let's move good. on real quick from that um that is really important to our to the gospel which is not only the resurrection but also the ascension of christ oh yes speak about something we don't talk about enough mm. the ascension of christ but before we do that that let's take a quick break today's podcast is brought to you by quilters anonymous are you addicted to quilting Have you put an A-frame sign out the front of your house that says something like Janet's Homemade Quilts and not received an order in 35 years, yet for some reason you can't bring yourself to pull it down? Have you got a whole room full of quilts that no one wants and you're still making more? If so, Quilting Anonymous might be for you. Get together with a bunch of people just like you to discuss the addiction that is gripping you and work towards being set free forever. Our eight-week course starts with acceptance and ends with a quilt-burning ceremony. They also have free donuts. Call 1-800-QUILT-STOP. That's 1-800-QUILT-STOP today. So ascension. Luke, let's talk about the Ascension. So, well, firstly, what are we talking about? What is the Ascension? That's a weird word.
1: Yeah, it is. So, Ascension, to ascend. Mm. So, we're talking about the fact that Christ, at the end of his earthly work, uh, his physical earthly work, he ascended to the right hand of God. So he bodily, physically ascended. Yeah,
0: and we have this in Acts chapter 1. Yes. Where Jesus, having spent some time with the disciples, then um, ascends. Mm. And, uh, and there's angels there who who promised that, uh, well, the disciples are looking up into heaven. They say, why are you looking up? He will return just the way that he left. And so we have, yeah, the ascension of, of Christ. But then throughout the New Testament, we have, uh you know, philip i'm thinking of mm. um who sees jesus at the right hand of god stephen stephen as i said stephen <laughs> who sees <laughs> <laughs> jesus at the right hand of god yeah and uh, and we have um heaps of references throughout the new testament of jesus's position now the th- hebrews is probably the go to for that yeah His, his new place. So, what does that mean to be seated at the right hand of God? What are we talking about there? Yeah,
1: I think the primary thing is that he seated, as in he, seated. I love how it says seated, and he's got a footstool. Mm. You know, in Hebrews ten, where it talks about <laughs> seated with his footstool, is that he finished his work of that physical salvation.
0: Yeah, his his work here on earth. Yep, bodily, bodily.
1: Yep. Yeah. was completed. That's yeah. right. And
0: so there's that that picture of like being seated having completed the work.
1: Mm, with honor. Mm.
0: But then also there's like the throne picture of Jesus being uh, seated as ruling and reigning. Yeah. Like now having um, risen from the grave and received the crown of glory, he ascends to his rightful place, ruling and reigning over all of creation as you know the Son of God incarnate. Yeah, that's as right. As a man, like Jesus is, this comes back to the bodily discussion when Jesus like I want to be we want to be really careful. Jesus um rises from the grave bodily and then he ascends bodily. Yeah. Like we seem to have a gap there in our theology as like he rose again in a, as a man and then is walking about and having brekkie on the beach with the disciples and that sort of stuff. But then we seem to slip into some spiritual idea of Jesus when it comes to his ascension. Mm. No 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 it says that he he left and he's coming back the same way he came and uh, how did he leave bodily yeah as a as a man
1: so that's crazy when you think about the mm. fact that in God's space you know heaven which yeah, people yeah. like to use yeah um that's there is a, a man mm. in that space for like sure Jesus is is there physically yeah like that I don't know. That, that's pretty cool. Like he's our that's representation. Big, so, our mm. mediator before God, the Father, yeah. is the physical Jesus Christ.
0: For sure. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Uh, yeah, that is, that is a really cool thing to think about.
0: Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's what it means to be seated at his right hand. But yeah. what's he doing now then? Because you mentioned that his um, bodily, earthly work is completed. Does that mean he's just doing nothing?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's just chilling. just, <laughs> just doing chilling. nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. So he, uh, he- Well, no, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like habit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that is wrong. He's not chilling and doing nothing. Uh, he is continuing his work mm. by the Spirit. Yeah. Through his people.
0: Yeah, through the church.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that's almost like one of the key themes of the book of Acts. Mm is this whole idea of the continued work of Christ through his body. Yeah. Um, Because Christ has no body here on earth, but his body as in you and I, as Romans 12, um, 1 Corinthians Mm. 12, it talks about the body. Is that we now the church are his body, his physical body here in this church, mm. um in this world. Yep. And the spirit now empowers his church mm. to continue the work of Christ. Yeah. And so you see this like Acts is I think it's excellent how it's great. um the spirit like is is literally pulling people along. Yeah. Like you see that with Philip, he he goes and gets taken to the, that eunuch. He's mm. he's physically taken by the spirit. Like one minute he was there, next minute He's somewhere else. He gone. The Spirit is literally pulling him along. Mm,
0: outworking the the purposes of, of Christ.
1: Mm, and so that's how church. he outworks it now, is continuing that same uh, pattern that God has always done, that he Good. outworks his mission yep. through his people. Great. Um, and so we, the church, continue that. But now... Mm. As uh, Ezekiel thirty six promises and, and Jeremiah promises that we now have new hearts yeah. and the spirit that empowers us to be that body of Christ.
0: Mm, it's big. Uh, yeah, that's really big. Yeah, and actually, while we're talking about Acts, like that's a really fundamental thing for understanding the Book of Acts. Yeah, big time. Because like we even just like how we reference it, it's often called the Acts of the Apostles. Or like the acts of the Holy Spirit, in, or in the sense of like you know, the, you have the four Gospels of Jesus, and then you have the Gospel of the Holy Spirit Acts. Yeah. Well, that's a big disconnect and a big jump there.
1: Say like that says something about the Trinity.
0: Yeah, as if they're separate.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: but ultimately, in in Acts, we see the continued work of Christ yep. through the Holy Spirit mm. and and through the Church as He continues to outwork His purposes in in building upon the rock. Yeah. Yeah, gathering a people for himself from every tribe and tongue.
1: Yeah, and and continually pointing people to his his kingdom. Mm. He's now at work in the hearts of his people for sure.
0: Yeah, so so Jesus isn't just chilling. No, nah. Jesus is continuing to work.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so he's he's working in working out the purposes for the church. Yep. Uh, through the church, um, he's also interceding mm. and mediating. Yeah. So what I is what does it mean when he's interceding?
1: So to intercede mm. which is um the definition is to intervene on behalf of another. Mm. So what he is doing when he's interceding on our behalf is that he takes our prayers to the father. Mm. So as um uh yeah as in so when we pray mm. we pray to the father through, through the, the son
0: by the spirit.
1: By the spirit.
0: Yeah, totally um and then he, in his mediation we talked about this quite a bit um at some point mm. um but in his mediation he represents us before god mm. as the righteous one that's right yeah and that's how we it comes back to our justification we are declared righteous by god because of the positional mediation of christ his crucified resurrected body is in god's space yep. in heaven's space mediating for us or representing us before That's right. God so the in Father. the
1: simple in simple thing is is mm. if we go to God by our own merit, mm. uh we will he's not going to listen to us because we're rebelling against him. Yep. And he'll wipe us out. True. And so what Christ does is he speaks to the holy God on our behalf, takes our prayers and 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 brings them before him. Yep. And then when God sees you and I, when we mm. enter into his throne room, yeah. he sees the righteousness of that mediator, which is Jesus, on us. Totally. So that means that we can relate to this God, we can speak to this Father because of what Christ has done.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's the only way.
1: Yeah. It kind of changes the way you pray, hey? Yeah, big time. Pray to the Father. Yeah. Okay, so um, the the question is then now, um, which we have kind of covered in, in a way, but in kind of wrapping these two big ideas up mm. is what is the why should we have a uh, a high view of the ascension and the resurrection? Why is that, in a nutshell, really important to the common Christian? Why yeah. should pastors preach it? Why should we be reminded of that when we are reminding ourselves of the gospel? Why is that important?
0: Well, it's integral to understanding who Jesus is. Yeah. See, if we want to understand who Jesus is, we have to move on to understanding what He's done, and we can't stop with His death.
1: That's massive. Because let's just pause there for a second. Mm. Uh, Jesus, as as John says, is the Word of God. Yep. God reveals Himself. Yep. Through His Word, that's yep. how He's done it throughout all of Scripture. Totally. So, if you're always asking God. Reveal yourself to me," he's mm. like, "I have through <laughs> the living Word of God." Yeah. But then he goes even further when he says that when Jesus is the Word, that means He is the re- the truest revelation of who God is. Yeah. So God reveals Himself through His Son, mm. and um, so He shows His death shows His love yep. and His mercy, but then also His wrath. Mm. His resurrection shows His power. Yeah. And then his uh, his ascension mm. shows his exaltation and oh, his glorifying. Amazing! What a great picture of a God. So you're saying there, right there and then, mm. through those three things, we get a great picture of who God is.
0: For sure, yeah. He's cl- yeah, <laughs> it's amazing,
1: crazy. Like it, it mm. changes the way we worship. It changes the way that we should um, go to this God and look at Him and see how He is revealed to us mm. through the, the this living word in christ
0: totally and worship him for that yeah yeah totally no so it, it, it's integral yeah yeah we can't stop with his death we have to understand the full works of christ
1: how does that help with our our discipleship understanding that like the power of our ascension uh his ascension <laughs> <Yep>. our ascension <laughs> oh. um and and also his resurrection. How does that work with your dealing with sin on a daily basis?
0: Sure. Well, I'm in Christ. Yep. And where's Christ? He is at the right hand of the Father, mm-hmm. and He is the righteous one. And if I'm in Him, He's in me, and I, you know, I'm declared righteous by Christ. So so now we get to an issue of dealing with sin that is still present in my life. Mm. What's the starting position?
1: Mm, that's right.
0: It's declared righteous by God. In Christ Jesus.
1: Speaks very highly of your identity in Christ.
0: Totally. So my identity is rooted in the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ and the power of God the Father that is outworked in that. Yeah. I love Paul's prayer in in um, Ephesians. And he prays that God would give them the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, mm-hmm. that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened so that they would know the hope to which they've been called. Um, the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints and the immeasurable greatness of his power, his being God's power, towards us who believe in Christ Jesus, according to the working of his great might, which he worked in Christ when what? When he raised him from the grave. So the power that is working within us is the power that raised Christ from the grave. mm -hmm. So my identity as I face the present sin in my life I'm coming from a position of being justified and empowered by the power of God that was outworked in Christ's resurrection.
1: Love that. Love that. Yeah, so which
0: means I'm not striving to earn justification or to be made right, but rather I'm striving having been made right, having Mm. been justified.
1: That's such a different mentality, isn't it? Absolutely. Not going from a position of uh, victim, Mm. but a position of victorious in Christ. And, And then it also shows that as you wrestle, Which Mm. now you can for sure, because you have that power, that uh, uh, that resurrecting power that lives within you. Yeah, you can, you can now have that self control to wrestle with your sin. That's great. Yeah, as you are trying to deal with your addiction Mm. to quilting (laughs) or whatever it might be, all the big ones, all the big ones. You now Mm. can go and and take it on, knowing. That Christ dwells by His Spirit within you, yeah. and and you can stand up against it, and 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 fight with that resurrecting power that was revealed to the resurrection and the ascension. Now that is freedom. Mm-hmm.